This is Siddharth Alwalia. Welcome to the 100x Entrepreneur Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Prime Venture Partners, an early stage VC fund led by Amit Somani, Shripati Acharya and Sanjay Swami. Prime is often the first institutional investor in category creating tech startups in fintech, SaaS, healthcare and education such as Mygate, Neo and Reco. To know more about Prime, visit primevp.in. Today I have with me Ankur Bansal, founder of Black Soil Capital. Ankur, welcome to the podcast. Hi Siddharth, thanks for having me over. Ankur, we would love to know about uh, Black Soil Capital, you know, the investments you have made, the structure which you invest through. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Black Soil was formed almost 6-7 years ago. Uh, we started off in a different avatar and what we started doing in 4 years ago was very different. Uh, earlier we were doing more of uh, residential debt financing. uh to our first fund back in 2013 when the aif guidelines were actually announced uh but back in 2016 we realized that there is a lot of opportunity to do different kinds of uh, lending not just real estate and that's where sort of we started focusing on other business segments like venture debt as well as structured finance so that is when we sort of formed our nbfc and since then have been active in the last 4 years on that side and been quite an interesting journey since when we started 4 years ago what are the 10 15 known startup names in which you have invested in so we have worked with as large as companies like oyo rooms to a lot of mid market companies which have raised between like you know 15 20 million dollars to 30 million dollars kind of ticket size likes of zetworks industry buying let's transport chumbak homelane uh there is other names like uh, holy soul the monologistic side of pharma companies like koi pharma and uh, benton pharma and there are businesses on the technology side like intelligence node again we had sort of financed and also companies like now floats which were sold to jio so there have been multiple tech businesses as well as non tech businesses that we have sort of worked with uh and we would like to work with both b2c and b2b companies uh and been diversified across sectors in the last 4 years uh ankur how many total investments have you made uh, in the startup space from 2016 till now we have done almost 45 deals uh, more than 460 odd crores we have deployed this is all on the, in the startup segment yeah yeah only startup yeah yeah only startup only startup and uh, the structure is a little different from other venture debt companies would would love to know uh, the the structure of black soil sure sure so we are an nbfc uh, unlike other venture debt funds they have to raise money from multiple lps and then return the capital at the end of the fund which could be ranging from 5 7 years to 10 years we don't have that kind of uh, sort of challenge we uh, have permanent capital in the form of equity that we have raised from our uh, couple of family offices who are uh, sort of like a permanent lp with us and sort of we can deploy capital and sort of raise also for the debt on that balance sheet and sort of then whatever capital comes back in terms of principal repayments can again sort of uh, deploy it again right so it's a, like a permanent fund that we have you could say as a structure uh, which we could lever also and then deploy and based on our strategy allocate funds uh, as the sort of sector goes on right so and there is no pressure of exits as such but uh, the benefit of debt is that uh, the capital keeps coming back because it's not a long term financing that we are provided to our portfolio companies and, and what's your ticket size so we do as small as 1 crore uh, and we have gone up to like even 30 crores and in like for example for oyo rooms you went up to 40 crores also uh, but that was like one off but generally for us uh, average ticket size would be 10 to 15 crores got it 
and uh, you mentioned in our conversations offline that you don't require an equity investor to be in the same round as you right and and you have come in uh, as uh, as far as when the company had two months of runway correct correct would be in- interesting to know your thought process behind these investments so we have tried to differentiate ourselves from the typical venture debt players who sort of come alongside of a new equity round uh, that space we feel is a little bit crowded and getting uh, competitive uh, so for us we wanted to sort of differentiate ourselves provide debt when the company really needs it uh, so at the beginning of our first two years of our nbfc financing the sort of the value proposition was uh, to work with companies who are sort of going to hit the market for a new fundraise uh, or they had some kind of a runway like a 9 month runway or a 7 month runway and would get to be having our another sort of debt funding coming and extend the runway by 3 to 4 months sort of that gives you the kind of buffer that you need when you're in the on the road because uh, fundraising in the last few years is taking only longer it's not taking shorter right unless there are some of the larger unicorn kind of companies different but for some of the other most of the larger startup companies it requires enough uh, capital in the bank to be able to sort of continue your negotiations and do not get hit on valuations that's where people thought it's a good thing to have i kind of capital because even if you're growing well this money sort of extends the runway and you can show good growth also on the back of it but if you have less capital in your bank then you're always on the defensive side and you may not get the right valuation and people may sort of take you for certain some kind of a ride which may not be at the terms that you are really looking for so that was the value proposition first two years when it began like more like a bridge funding you could say uh, but as we sort of started doing our uh when we evolved our business and we looked at more companies we realized that the companies really need a lot of funding for working capital they really need funding for the kind of business assets they are creating and a lot of sectors uh, especially if you're on the b2b side you need to sort of finance your receivables and like for example if you're on the pharma side you need to even finance your inventory so such kind of businesses it makes sense to sort of have a working capital partner and that's where sort of we started positioning ourselves on that the debt side to become your working capital partner and use the money for uh, creation of assets uh, whether that is business assets capex assets or even your working capital and you use your equity money for burn and you also use your equity money for any kind of marketing spend that you need to do so then sort of we have two different pools of capital to help you grow to the next level that's how sort of we have been looking at it and that's the reason some of the larger funded companies have also started working with us because they want to create a credit history with us they want to sort of become uh, have us as a partner to help us become uh the person who can help them bridge and go to the next round of debt funding which can be a, maybe a more traditional bank or nbfc especially if these companies are heading toward in the direction of an ebitda break even ankur uh, also would uh, like to know uh, from you that uh, what's the interest rates that you come in uh, for for a startup what are the repayment cycles like and for how long let's say if you deploy 40 crores in oyo at what point in time do you fully you know receive your principal and interest back so for us uh, the we have been a bit, a bit flexible on that part of it so our interest rates range between uh, 14 to 18% uh, then that is one second is our loan tenure can range and we have done transactions as short as 4 months also uh, at one off and we have done transaction as one off as 5 years also but if you look at average tenure it will be, will be between like 24 to 36 months uh in terms of the when the money starts coming back is the interest servicing starts from day one right so the mo- moment the money goes uh the next day itself we start uh, getting our interest accrual and when you look at the, the principal part of it generally it can range from a average duration of principal moratorium that we give is 3 to 6 months 
and post that on an EMI basis on a monthly basis we start getting up into the back so roughly within uh, your most of the capital deployed is for let's say two years you get it back correct. I would assume correct 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 and then whenever a company needs uh, again they can they can reach back to you with the credit history which they have built correct with you correct totally that's actually the that's actually the beauty of debt right because uh, once you have done one transaction if you spend six nine months with that person you can if you see the business growing well you can give another line of debt right so you can sort of grow your relationship with the same company you don't need, need to really go out in the market look for 10 other players if your existing portfolio is doing well you can keep taking care of their debt requirements and that's why i would say you become a debt partner for them so it's not necessarily a one-time relationship you can sort of keep doing the multiple debt rounds as long as you know the company is performing well and uh Ankur, uh would be great to know uh, from you that uh, you mentioned, you know, in our offline conversations that uh, your uh, uh, NBFC is backed by a few family offices. Who are they? Uh, and uh, how did you build that credibility with them? Sure, sure. So we, uh, unlike uh, other, uh, most of the players in the market, we were able to get support from two large family offices. Uh, one is uh, Mr. Shashi Kiran Shetty, who is a promoter of a listed company called All Cargo Logistics. Uh, this company was one point of time had Blackstone as their investor. Uh, so they have, they in the personal capacity, have been been the big supporters of Blackstone. Uh, the other family uh, who sort of supported us is uh, Gala family, which is the promoters of a company called Navneet Education, which is one of the largest uh, listed education players in the country on the private side and very profitable as well. So these two sort of families came together and started us, started with supporting us back in 2013, as I mentioned about our real estate uh, debt fund. Uh, but quickly, as we sort of progressed to our NBFC structure, they were happy to sort of come in and provide us the capital to begin our operations. And since then, they have topped up over the last three, four years and given further funding to sort of reach where we are right now and continue to support us in various ways through their network and expertise uh, in various parts of our business. So the common link for both of them was actually my father, who sort of was sitting on the board of these two companies for over a decade. And the relationship with them has been over two decades, I would say. So that's where the sort of comfort came in, uh, because they knew the people they were working with. Otherwise, it was a very large kind of capital and very sort of, I would say, riskier kind of assets that they were going into. Uh, but that was only possible because of the comfort they had built with us. And the managers also, uh, that means the management also sort of, uh, showed the strategy working out and that's the benefit of debt because you can see your capital coming back quickly and like for example in venture debt space itself though we have given 450 crores uh, to date we have already got more than 250 crores already back in terms of you know repayments on the principal side so that gives a lot of comfort that you know you are not just giving money but also getting back the capital and that also on time so that's very critical for to establish you know comfort with any investor is to not just show your performance in terms of uh, deployment but also seeing how exits actually perform and you know uh, see how it is actually uh, coming the capital is coming back on time or not so uh, so you mentioned that the entire 460 crore is just by two family offices in the company correct right, so you have deployed there, now yeah there there are two and there is there's another gentleman uh, there's another third investor under has a smaller stake called mr virendra gala he's also an investor in the company not listed not not related to the uh, Navni family, but uh, he is also an investor. But he sort of plays a more active role on the real estate side. He, he does not play an active role on our startup financing side. Understood. And Ankur, so for, for these uh, investors, 
what would be their exit cycle like when would when would they get uh, you know their principal and back and and what would be their expectation you know on on their principal correct so they have not they have invested this company they have invested in this company more like a ndfc itself right so you have to earn good return on equity a good roe on your business and good return on assets on the business so that's been their focus is to sort of create this into a big trade platform and not just sort of look at a very short term horizon of getting capital back uh, that's how sort of the business is there is not really any uh, very it's too early to sort of think about exits now because the business is now getting really transformed and we are really getting uh, our act together and the business is really sort of falling into place especially you know current times after covid that has become more important for companies to sort of uh, fund so that's where sort of uh, we are feeling that there is not really an exit pressure it's all about growth right now and how we can take uh, the advantage of a first mover and try and build the business out further so how exit will happen i think that only sort of time will tell uh, possibly it could be another strategic investor coming in it could be further funds that we may end up raising because for them this is not like they really need the capital tomorrow uh, this is from their personal side so they are not really having as such uh, any exit exit expectation at this point of time but but uh, they would have uh, you know some irr calculation for the allocated money in 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 your business since you have been doing it for the last many years so so what what is the irr that that you plan to give it to your investors so i think anybody would look to make at least 20% irr on their investments that i think is the bare minimum but but uh, you yourself mentioned that the current interest you charge to a company is between 14 to 18% to these startups correct and considering one one or two faculties among you know let's say 50 to 100 companies you invest in correct so, so how 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 would a 20% ir ir accrue for a 14 to 8% interest on on the capital you have given so what happens is that is the interest uh, the irr on those transactions is much higher because you also have fees etc on it and your principal also starts coming back so the irr can range from 16% to 21% plus in some cases you will get warrants so that will give you further irr uh and what we do at a balance sheet level as i was mentioning offline is that we leverage it right so are are we are able to leverage it one is to one so that sort of debt is borrowed at a much lower cost right so we are borrowing that at maybe 11% or 12% so that provides you further uh, upside to your to your irr when you sort of looking at it so obviously right now we are only able to leverage one is to one because of current credit market situation but if you are able to leverage it one is to two uh that at and then that money is at a lower borrowing cost then you, our irr our roe will shift and once our roe also improves you are able to get a higher valuation for the company uh for for our listeners you know who are new to venture debt kya would you please explain what does one is to one and one is to two mean i'm talking about the debt to equity at the nbfc level so if we have like a 200 right, right now our book our assets under management at our nbfc level is 400 crores 200 250 crores is equity side 150 crores is on the debt side so if we take from 1 is to 1 if you are able to take 1 is to 2 so if you are able to take a debt from 150 crores to almost 500 crores that will sort of be able to give us a extreme uh, improving our roe right because uh, we'll be able to leverage it up we'll be able to leverage it up and get interesting returns on it understood and ankur uh, for the listeners who are new to venture debt can you uh, explain what warrants are and in which transactions do you do you get a warrant and what's your return on those warrants so uh, basically venture debt uh, typically is where uh, there is a venture 
which a company which has raised actually a institutional back capital from a VC or generally a PE, not necessarily from angel investors, uh, at least in the country. Most of them are focused on having a large marquee in, in, institutional investor in the company. And they sort of are able to give around 10 to 20% of the uh, equity as debt, right? So the benefit of it is that it is non-dilutive and uh, you don't really can you get the money obviously alongside the equity and then you can sort of uh, you have to pay it back over a period of three years not that you have to pay it back in the next three months and more interestingly unlike the regular bank debt uh, one does not really need to uh, provide any kind of hard collateral one does not need to provide pro promoter guarantee one does not need to provide any personal guarantee one does not need to provide pledge of shares right so it is that way without any kind of collateral so from banking parlance it becomes literally unsecure because there is no hard asset which is providing as debt security to the companies. So the venture debt players are taking comfort on the business model itself and the cash flows of the business and the, and the sort of the growth of the business that can happen, uh, which should be the case even for the traditional bankers, but traditional bankers are more sort of focused on the security of the business that they're providing, whether it's plant and machinery or whether that is kind of the house of the promoter, those are the kind of things they generally prefer to have apart from the charge on all the business assets. Right? So that's where venture debt is very, very uh, different from a typical uh, debt that may one could get from a bank or NBFC. Uh, plus what the venture debt players do is because they are taking this higher risk, they sort of try to compensate that by taking a warrant alongside it. So the warrant aspect of it is sort of how it works. It's like a right to subscribe uh, at a certain valuation which is agreed upon at the right at right now but one has to sort of invest not now it could range a tenor from three to seven years right so that's where sort of the upside comes in because if the company does well uh, you are getting to invest six years down the line when the company's valuation which was like almost three or seven years back right so that's where the upside comes in but obviously that upside how much it can be it can grow from a two three x kind of uh, sort of valuation or return that you would have done on your warrant it could be even 5x but uh, that's sort of very difficult to know because uh, if a company was overvalued when you did your debt round uh, and after that there has been a down round then the warrant will be out of money so it is all it's also it's a little bit subjective it's, it depends on company to company depends on transaction to transaction but primarily it sort of provides you that excess extra potential return for the kind of extra risk that you might be taking at the time of doing the debt round and in how many of your 45 companies you would have warrants? Uh, I think around 15, 15 to 20 transactions. Approximately 50%. So these would be mostly early stage transactions where, uh, you're, where you get a warrant also. Correct. Uh, investing in debt. Totally. And Ankur, uh, t tell me, you know, how does the future of venture debt look like? like uh, uh, and uh, uh, for, for black soil, what, what are the key advantages in the market? that you know, even large companies will come to you tomorrow. Correct. So, uh, so venture debt, I think, has been a very evolving asset class and I think is really growing well now. Uh, especially COVID has sort of helped people realize that one should not just depend on equity money to grow. Debt is also very, very important. And uh, and since it's, and, and then as everybody starts focusing on EBITDA profitability, uh, that sort of debt becomes a good partner to have because once you are EBITDA profitable, then you can service it from your cash flows of the business. You don't really need any equity money, right? And that's how traditional businesses have built their businesses over a period of time uh, by really raising debt. They don't really always, at every point of time, every one year down the line to get down to raise equity money, right? So that's how sort of everybody started realizing that that could be a good sort of 
way to keep growing without having to dilute yourself and if you are able to be cash flow positive then that is a very good sort of vehicle to sort of net bet partner to have and sort of take you to the next level so what we have seen also is that because that venture that as a market is still very small compared to what is there in the us right in us it's already like a 12 to 15% of the vc market size in india that will be like almost 5 to 6% only so we have a big headway on that side itself in terms of the expansion of the market right and as more players are entering the business that possibility of the market growth is happening right and and uh, obviously the vc market still continues to grow despite you know the pandemic we are seeing that the transactions are picking up again and money is getting deployed there is enough dry powder here there is a lot of interest uh, in, in the indian market whether you take a b2c company b2c uh, b2b company all kinds of business models are getting really attracting capital and the ecosystem has really bloomed in the last 6 years so no company can just keep running on equity right you need that also so that's where sort of the debt obviously will take more time to catch up to the equity side but it's getting more and more serious as we sort of progress so we are seeing that way as a good uh, sort of time to be in for all the venture debt players including us that you know whoever have been in the market for the last few years and you can sort of really uh, grow from here and establish yourself as one of the key players in the segment and everybody has their own strategy to look at companies and there is enough number of companies out there that one has to sort of can underwrite and uh, provide your debt financing to and create a quality portfolio around it fantastic thank you so much ankur for being on the 100x entrepreneur podcast and sharing uh, finer details on venture debt on how you operate and how the overall market looks like oh this was been my pleasure talking to you it's great to having me over i really enjoyed having this conversation thanks again ankur Thank you.